there, listeners. Heidi ho, neighbors. Welcome to Rhapsody in Reverie, Season 2, Episode 10. 10! Incredible. I bet you were wondering, hmm, where did those two plucky kids disappear to, eh? Have we heard the last of them? Well, fear not. We're back. Yes, we have emerged from the abyss. And we have returned. Like the, uh... Like the amphibian that crawled from the vestiges of the murky blackness of waste to one day evolve into the primate that would become human beings. We have emerged. (laughs) Okay. I was going somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, the point is, yeah, we had to take a bit of a break because life happens. Yeah. We're just ordinary people, and we don't know which way to go. And we're, we're sorry that we didn't keep you abreast of the situation, but we're back now. So... Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. do what we do best. Let's just jump into it. You dick. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, we didn't have a hint last time because it was our special spooky halloween episode and yeah did we have it yeah we didn't have a hint last time so yeah no we're gonna just jump in and tell you what's going on because we got a great episode for you this week and we are talking about a special artist by the name indeed Andrew McMahon. Woo-hoo! Yes! Um, so if you're not familiar with Andrew McMahon, um, you may know him from his latest project, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, but you also might know him Wait, from his previous they... projects. What? Why don't, would they don't, not know don't question me. who Do Andrew McMahon me. is? But they would know him from Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. leave me alone (laughs) I'm rusty (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) the point is um, you might also know Andrew McMahon from his other previous projects Jats Mannequin or something corporate Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about all of it today because Andrew McMahon is an incredibly talented singer, songwriter, musician, and all of his music deserves attention and celebration. So we're going to talk about it all. He also just put out a new album as Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. So we have a lot of really great stuff to talk about. So we're just going to get into it. Yes, we are chock full of opinions. So uh, we... Won't keep you waiting anymore. So, uh, how did you first discover the artistry that comes from the brilliant Andrew McMahon? Because I think he is brilliant. Yeah, uh, for me, it all started with Jack's Mannequin, actually. Um, I first heard, um, 
his song Dark Blue in high school. Honestly, I can't even remember when it was so long ago. It was probably like my freshman year of high school. And I remember hearing it and falling in love with that song. I don't know if you've out there have heard Dark Blue, but it's such a it's such a like an adorable love song. Yeah, actually it is. Yeah. I wanna and- say it's my favorite uh Jack's mannequin song. Yeah, it's my favorite Jazz Mannequin song. I I love it so much, and honestly, it's a song that um, I've never particularly been one of those people that thinks too much about like their wedding or the like future marriage or things like that. But from the second I heard Dark Blue, I was like, that is a song that I want to play at my wedding. Like, I just think it's so beautiful and so adorable. You it's would have just the, the perfect like what you would have the best wedding right like that song <laughs> would be so cute to just like have play at your wedding you just slow um slow dancing you would have your... one of those indie movie wedding endings you know what i mean it is definitely very indie movie wedding honestly the music video is kind of like that too like um, if I'm remembering the music video correctly, I think it's um, set at like a dance marathon. And nope. so it's just all about like these people dancing and stuff. And it's just so sweet. And honestly, I remember just being so struck by the imagery of the song, you know, like how how beautiful is that image of just like there's nothing but dark blue like out of this entire night everything at all just fades away until there's nothing but you and me in this wash of dark blue something life i i can't even describe it and yet it's, i know yeah. exactly what he's talking about you know yeah like, I think when I first heard it, I was like, what, what does this mean? What, is, what does this mean? But it's kind of like, you know, you get lost in a sea of, a, of, sea of love, if you will. A sea mm-hmm. of just the other person's entire being. And instead of being, like, cliched about, oh, I'm lost in a sea of you. It's like, dark blue. Boom. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... It's a song that honestly, it reminds me so much of, and I remember thinking this when I first heard it, it reminds me so much of um, I'll Stop the World and Melt With You. Yes! It's the similar kind of sentiment. It's like the contemporary version of that song. Yeah. And I I think it's it's definitely the same energy, the same vibe, and... I don't know. It's 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 really cute and heartwarming too. Because like every time I hear um, "I'll melt with you," it's like I don't know. It's 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 you've reached the end of the romantic comedy. It's that wholesome feeling you get when you're like, "Oh, whoever is meant to be together is together." It's beautiful. It's cute, and uh, yeah, that is what he's yeah. done with Dark Blue. <laughs> There's a beautiful like optimistic nihilism in that song. You know, 
because it's like because it's so positive it's so happy like feeling because it's just this sweet love song and yet there's also a bit of just like nothing matters <laughs> all of mm-hmm. this amounts to nothing there's only you like and there's something about that that's just so compelling and i don't know you you just get enveloped in that song when it comes on and that piano that yes. piano that's something i really admire about him as a whole like just his style of artistry mm-hmm. his very heavy emphasis on piano in a lot of his works and it's really really good yeah yeah he's one of those artists that knows how to make um a piano um feel feel modern (laughs) if that makes sense you know Mm -hmm. because i because piano is such like it's such a like powerful instrument in that it it's very it evokes a nostalgic and old feeling because it's this sort of like master of all instruments you know like the piano's been around for so long and it just has such a history behind it and he brings it into his music in a way that doesn't feel like it's trying to sound like any certain way it just sounds like him yeah it's effortless yeah. Like, he really it, isn't forcing anything. Yeah, he's not forcing the piano into the, like, he's not forcing piano into a rock song. He's just making a rock song that just so happens to have a piano in it. <laughs> and it's not always easy to put piano into a rock song, is what I have found in listening to some, to other songs that have done it. You know, so yeah. Oh man, yeah. I really like, um, I really like like Jack's mannequin as a project. Um, I also liked his song, um, the mixtape. Um, that's another really good one. I like, I like the end of that song particularly too. <laughs> Like, the last few lines, he's just like, this is my mixtape for her. It's like I wrote every note with my own fingers, and then it just trails out. It's really cute. It's not sad that basically a word to sum up most of Jack's mannequin's um, discography is really cute. No, (laughs) it's not. It it is. There's there's something about Jack's mannequin that was just so, like, hopeful. And just yeah. filled with vibrancy, like a lust um, for life, if you will. Yeah, not to say that like every song was this like happy go lucky pop. Um, no, sort of positive song. It just there's something about that, um, particularly like everything in transit. There's something about that entire album that just feels so like bright and sunny <laughs> and i think it's interesting that he sort of carried that into andrew mcmahon in the wilderness because i definitely get a similar vibe oh yeah know? definitely 
Um, and it it's an interesting progression, like over like his career, because like something corporate, I think, um, is much more sort of rooted in a more traditional pop punk kind of style, and then. And not to say that it's dark, but it it's not nearly as like sunny or happy as Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. So you see this kind of trajectory, yeah. Um, and as Andrew McMahon sort of comes into his own as a writer, as a songwriter, as a musician, and just as a person, like because he like if you know anything about Andrew McMahon, like he's lived quite a life truly you know and he's overcome so much and i think all well, of his why projects why has... don't you go into it because i don't know if a lot of our listeners know yeah sure i mean if you aren't super familiar with andrew mcmahon um personally he um overcame leukemia and I believe that happened around the Jazz Mannequin days. I think it was I think he was diagnosed in 2005. Yeah. Yeah, so it was around the Jazz Mannequin days where he was diagnosed and then um eventually um was able to overcome it and get healthy and from there on just live his life and continue making music in addition to starting a charity to raise money for cancer research um and just continue to be a positive force in the world and so i think you know it it would be impossible for him to not be affected by that kind of uh, kind of experience. It would be mm-hmm. impossible for that to not sort of inform his songwriting. And I think it's kind of beautiful that, like, after all this time and everything he's gone through, like, he's able to create these songs that are just so positive because it really just reflects that, like, it's just so uplifting and wonderful to just be able to see him go through all of this and come out of the other on the other side with just such a happy positive outlook on life not to say he's all again not to say he's all sunshine lollipops and rainbows in life now but like you 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 just hear in his music that he seems to be in a positive place. And I love that. That's what I've always loved about Andrew McMahon, just as I've gotten to hear his music and know his story. And this has got me feeling some type of way now. (laughs) It's kind of beautiful. And I mean admittedly like i didn't know before i did research for this episode i knew nothing about that so when i read about that i was like oh my god yeah no his story is just so incredible 
I remember finding out about all that um, shortly after discovering Jack's mannequin and just being like so just so like proud and like happy yeah. for him that he was able to do like to stare all of that in the face and like still live uh like just still live each day and feel grateful and happy and positive because I don't like I don't want to necessarily like force myself into like his position but to like when I think about if I were sort of dealt that hand I don't know if I'd be able to handle it quite as well (laughs) you know I don't know if yeah that's the thing like I I um not to be uh not to out myself uh as somebody who has schadenfreude but Mm -hmm. I love art that derives from personal tragedy (laughs) um no and I'm not doing it because it's like (sighs) okay because I know it comes off like oh you're a consumer you're just consuming these people's whatever but I think a lot of purity can be found in art that comes from that kind of motivation it's very Mm -hmm. honest and it's very it makes me appreciate my own life um like it makes it makes me think about like you know oh what would i do if i if i had had this terrible thing happen to me you know this thing is completely out of your control and I think that's what I love about basically Andrew McMahon's art in general is that it is so full of life's highs and lows. Like it's always so drastic and it's always just, no matter what, it's very pure, vibrant and lively. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I don't know. I think, I don't want to say because of this, he made good art. Cause that's kind of, that's kind of shitty, but yeah. I think I think it definitely had an effect on his art. Yeah, I think it certainly had an effect on his art. And, like, it's certainly, like, the message isn't that, like, this is what made him a good artist. Like, that's not it. Because when you listen to something corporate, like, that's, like, he was making good music before, like, he was making good music before and if this never happened and i'm sure he'd continue to make good music it's just like the just it's just a matter of him being able to continue to make good music in the face of something that for a lot of other people would maybe make them turn away from it and like and this is like this is just for every artist just period the fact that um they are able to continue to create in the face of a world that is not very friendly to creators you know like it's very hard to be a musician just in any case even Mm -hmm. just outside of like uh a health tragedy or any sort of like serious tragedies such as that or I shouldn't say tragedy but like a serious like a serious impact such as that on your life like it just being a like 
healthy human being and trying to make music is still incredibly hard today. And then yeah. to to go up against like all of that, it's just a really good reminder of just like of just the triumphant oh. nature of the human spirit in the face of adversity. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's a like he's a shining example of how to pick yourself up when the chips are down, when things don't look like they're going to work out in your favor. He's like a it's like a great example of resilience. And I think I think a word that you said earlier really um is very fitting of his music just as a whole is just lively like Andrew McMahon's music is alive like you listen to Mm -hmm. it and it it breathes it moves it's alive and so yeah so much of that is just pure has yeah it's just so pure it comes from a place of just like pure honest expression and wanting to work through everything in his own mind through music and he's been so gracious um in his uh, willingness to share it with the world like well put yeah um and he knows how to make a bop. He just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end of let's the day, just, like, let's be real. Uh, <laughs> he's got some great bops. I like, wouldn't give a shit if it wasn't something I could jam to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, Dark Blue's a bop. And then something corporate, like, um, I Woke Up in a Car is a great song. Um, It's like the perfect staring out the window bop (laughs) like you just i you know what it is andrew mcmahon makes really great road trip music (laughs) yes okay so it's not just me there's something about his music that makes me want to take off and go somewhere it's either the start of a journey or it's like you know the end of a movie where somebody is going off, like the whole point is that they have to get their ass in gear to go on a journey, and at the end they're going on a journey, and it's a song that plays as they drive off into the sunset. Yeah, that definitely. So it's not just me where it makes me go like, I want to be that person. Vroom vroom. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there is even just like thematically, there are quite a few songs that are just like directly just like yes this is a song that is about travel like i woke up in a car is about being on tour and um maps for the getaway i mean it's legit about getting in a car and just going somewhere like i think i think travel is something that does sort of pop in and out of his like repertoire quite often yeah and I I appreciate that a lot. Like I love Maps for the Getaway. I listen to it all the time when I have to go on like long extended trips. Every time I every time I have to like fly somewhere, I listen to at least one Andrew McMahon song. <laughs> Is it Cecilia and the Satellite? Because that's my go-to. 
Yeah, that one's a good one. <laughs> that that's God. That's another beautiful song. <laughs> Like, I didn't realize it was for his daughter until later, and I was like, oh my gosh, this song! Yeah, no, it's so sweet, and just so pure, and then you find out it's about his daughter, and it makes you just want to, like, cry all over again. You're just like, it's so, it's so beautiful. Um, yeah. I was really happy when he started making music as Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, because that first record was so good. Mm-hmm. And it was just... And there, there was a dreamy quality to that record, too. Yeah. Like, no, truly. Mm-hmm. Something wanna, about that. Yeah, go ahead. I want to talk about... I don't know what this popped into my head. Um, He's the only artist that I've seen live who's done this where they've had, you know, those, like, car dealership balloon people that just go waving in the breeze? Oh my god. He's no. got those. <laughs> um, do you remember, um, I, we, we saw him together. Yes, and I uh, saw him when he opened for Panic that one time. Yeah, I just remember during his set he because we were at we were at we were in this big amphitheater and it was this um show where a bunch of bands were playing and he was one of them and he was playing in the daytime and i just remember he ended up leaving the stage going all the way into the lawn with mm-hmm. one of those big like parachute things that you'd yes! play with as a kid yeah! you know where at, like it'd be at school and everybody'd like grab an end and like you lift it up and then everybody'd run under it like he just whipped out one of those in the middle of his set which was kind of amazing <laughs> it um, was so amazing and if that doesn't go towards demonstrating his uh tenacity for life i don't know what does Right? Like, it was just such a pure moment. (laughs) Um, Right? Like, how many other artists are willing to play your favorite kindergarten game with you at a concert? Right. Exactly. Like, just like, just even think about that, like, on a practical level, that wasn't safe for him. (laughs) (laughs) It was really hard, actually. It was probably probably the hardest thing he had to coordinate that entire tour. Yeah, I'm sure, like, the security was probably just like, please don't do this. Are you sure? <laughs> but he did it anyway. Mr. McMahon, are you sure you really want... Yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be fine. Kids it'll be all it. good. <laughs> it'll be cool. It'll be chill. Are you but sure? Yeah. <laughs> like, just think this through, dude. Yeah, I did. <laughs> There's something so colorful about him. There's something so lovely and rainbow-esque, for lack of a better word. He's yeah. like, he's like, you know, those crystals, uh, the prisms that you shoot white light into that yeah. blurred out colors. Like it's because sep- it, it separates the the different light. I look, I, I haven't studied this since kindergarten. I forgot. Uh, no, I know what you mean, of, though. That's like what he is. He's mm-hmm. a prism. Life shoots this singular beam into him and he produces all these different colorful facets of life in his art, and it's magical. It's a rainbow. Yeah. 
That's that's a really beautiful way to put it. Well, thank you. That's because I yeah. thought of the magic school bus when I said kindergarten. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like La La Lie is is cute. It's kind of odd, but it's cute. Mm-hmm. That's the one where he's like, "I'm going back to my girl." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is cute. There's just so many cute songs. All Our Lives. Yeah. <laughs> this is adorable. Driving oh my- Through a Dream is adorable. What is it? Speaking of dream, he did a really good cover of Walking on a Dream, originally by Empire of the Sun. And it's probably one of my favorite covers I've heard. Like, it's really good. I don't know if you've heard it, um, but he strips it down, where it's literally him and a piano, and he's doing this song, and it, it, it's ten times more emotional. <laughs> and it's, it's like that bittersweet sadness, but also happiness that comes from stripped-down covers. Yeah, I mean, I just... Anytime Andrew McMahon is near a piano, great things happen. This is true. Um, so, I think we should talk. We should talk about this new album that he just put out. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, it was really good. Yeah, you know, there's something about this album to me that did remind me of a lot of the like great like there's something about this that reminded me of like Billy Joel that kind of vibe yes actually I was trying to place my like I was trying to put a finger on like what it was actually reminding me of yeah how that you say Billy Joel yeah he's got a similar craft style in his lyricism Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. granted, I don't know if he's the one doing all his writing, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, who knows? But mm. yeah, there are so many songs on here that just like had like an old soul kind of feel to them. Um, and gosh, I think it was Monday Flowers that low key reminded me of the Eagles, actually. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, Hotel California, like, for some reason that popped into my head when I was listening to it. Wow. You know? You can kind of hear it now when you think about it. Is that the one where he's like, I just need a place to raise my daughter? Maybe. Or was that house in the trees? I don't know. I can't remember the actual lyrics. I just remember the feeling of it just felt so much like that. It was a sort of, like... It was that subdued kind of melancholy that is so prevalent in Hotel California. And and so, like, that song kind of had that, but with Andrew McMahon's own, like, spin on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good. And there are so many songs on this album that just, like, 
yeah, it was just a solid like rock and like old school rock and roll kind of album with a contemporary twist. And I, I, I didn't know I needed that <laughs> until I listened to it, and I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, everything makes sense now. Yeah, because you know, like I, I hate to be that guy that's like music today but like there is something there is something to be said about like just wanting something that feels fresh in the midst of what's popular in the current sort of musical genre well yeah because i mean it's it's about it's the same thing as like you know you know you eat too much of the same thing it doesn't matter if that same thing is delicious or not like you need something new something of variety so yeah yeah and uh this album was a really good like departure from like what has been sort of dominating my sort of like musical taste lately mm-hmm. like, it's not any knock on like the songs that i do listen to but this was just a like really great like refreshing drink of water on a sunny day when you're parched or a glass of lemonade in the summer yes yes i i love the song teenage rock stars that was good that was fun <laughs> yeah um it was a good way to kick off the album to be honest mm-hmm. uh but the song ohio that hurt yeah. me a little bit. That got me. <laughs> yeah, that one, like, that one's, like, so interesting to me. Because it's, like, sad, but also not sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, it's, it's very good at, like, capturing the sort of conflicting emotions that come with, like, moving and leaving yeah like because i know like like you and i both moved to go to college in another state and like there's something there's a weird sort of thing that happens when you move that far away yeah, like you literally have to decide whether or not you're gonna crawl up into a ball and and just die. Literally, like if you're gonna fold in on yourself and and die, or if you're gonna persevere and like survive in this incredibly new and alien world, because uh, that's what it comes down to. Because you have to choose whether or not you're gonna make the best of your situation mm-hmm. and adapt. Or give up and go home. And that's not really an option. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's really like a lesson in perseverance of just like this is the this is the card you've been dealt now. And either you lose or you try to make something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think Ohio did a really good job of like capturing that like crossroads that you reach of just being like okay this is what's happening now 
basically. That's that's kind of it. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Gosh. <laughs> uh, there's a I'm trying to remember which song it was. It might have been this wild ride or good night rock and roll. But it was just so groovy. And I wasn't they, expecting it. I was I'm, yeah, I'm trying I think it might have been I think it might have been good night rock and roll. Yeah. There either way, there's um it was like just it was a song in the middle and I was I remember because I was listening to the album while I was like working on something, then all of a sudden it came on and I was like, Hold up. I didn't know where it is we're dancing now. This right. is what we're like, doing. He's he's got a he's got a good sense of rhythm that one. Um, yeah, he really does. And I'm trying to think if um I think Penelope made me want to dance. I don't remember. You can tell we only just listened to this album came out two days ago. You cannot blame us for being this kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm really looking forward to listening to this over and over and over again. I, like, I have to admit, there's a part of me that wishes this album came out in the summer, because... It's a summer album. It it feels like that. But perhaps it's, like, dying summer that makes it so good. Yeah. Maybe it's an album for, like, an Indian summer. Yes. Yeah. Um. Either way, it's a really great album. If you haven't listened to it, you need to go do that now because yeah, he really he really did a great job. Like yeah, I think in in all facets, like lyrically, musically, like it's just a really brilliant record that just speaks to how much he's improved as a songwriter over time which is crazy because he was always a, like he started he really out always, strong yeah and he, just, he always yeah. yeah and I think what makes him so strong part of what adds to his strength is the personal nature of I want to say most of his songs if not all because mm-hmm. they all feel very personal very organic yeah <laughs> like you you feel know. like you're reading his diary almost when you listen to his songs well like this is... album i feel like we definitely are yeah because uh house in the trees um like that was that was a diary entry yeah i felt bad i was like i'm intruding on this man's life <laughs> <laughs> right there is there is something it's like it he's expressing these like private thoughts almost like that's kind of how I felt about like don't speak for me on zombies yeah on Broadway like I love don't speak for me it's one of my like favorite favorite songs um that he's done as Andrew McMahon in the wilderness because it's just like such there's something just so powerful about that just one line like don't speak for me like cuz it's such a universal like truth 
you know? Yeah. Like, that's, you come that's up true. against this all the time sometimes in your life where it's just like having to find your own voice and be like, look, you can't pretend to be in my head. You can't pretend to know what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. Do not mm-hmm. speak for me. Like, like I can handle myself. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do me. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Like, just let me figure this out. Let me be, let me say what I need to say and stop trying to, like, think of what I'm going to say. It's just this. Anyway, I love it. I listen to it a lot when I'm feeling, like, frustrated and confused. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Like, he'd probably be honored that that's how you uh, interpret it, like, a, a source of strength when you're going through the mess. Yeah, maybe. It's definitely one of those songs that I, I think, like, it's always, you know, it's so interesting. We, we've done this podcast for a few episodes, and every so often I always, like, am struck by just, like, how different people's, like, interpretations of music can be. Yeah. So, like, when I listen to that song, that's how I feel. But I'm always, like, curious to just, like, wonder, if, am I completely off base? <laughs> like... Yeah, it's always, it's always like a moment of truth there. It's like, you know, this song means this to me. Ow. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, does it mean this to other people or is it just me? And it could just be me, but, you know, that's, that's how I interpret it. And the beauty of music is that we all get to have our own personal interpretations. This is true. Um. But, much like the colorful prism. Yes, much like <laughs> the prism, filled with a myriad of colors, ever changing and effervescent. This is true. Um. Yeah. So this is a hard question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because oh, okay. it's. Getting towards the time. Oh, oh my gosh. About. I hadn't even. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like those... we've been talking for like 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. But it's been more than 10 minutes. So I want to just try and ask if you have favorite songs by Andrew McMahon. I know it's I... hard to choose. I think I do. Um. What number are we shooting for? Let's say four. Let's say four. Okay. Let's say four. Of the four, I th- okay, I'm going to be that person and go Celia- Cecilia and the Satellite because it was a bop. Mm-hmm. Just is. Um, so Celia and the Satellite. I'm going to say Fire Escape, because that one got to me. That one, like, 
that was part of my su- my uh, 2017 summer soundtrack mm. for some reason. It just was. Um, uh, teenage rock stars. And I'm going to say dark blue because it's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if we're just, if we're, like, lumping all of his stuff into one big thing I can choose and pluck from, yeah, yeah, Dark Blues. Dark Blues up there. (laughs) So, those are my four. Uh, I will return the favor and ask you the same hard question. Okay. So, I'm gonna go with definitely Dark Blue, because it was the song that started it all for me. Mm -hmm. And to this day, like, I I still want that song played at my wedding if I yep. ever get married. Um so dark blue and then I would have to say um I woke up in a car. Uh nice. I loved the sort of like melancholy wanderlust of it. Um and then maps for the getaway. Mhm. And the last one would be Don't Speak For Me. Nice. Yeah. I think I think those are my four. Um, there are a lot of others that I want to say, but I think those are the sort of, like, top yeah. four that really that's, stick out to me. That's the hard part, because you're like, honestly, all of them could have a turn on the rotation as being like the favorites but yeah like i didn't even talk about high dive and that song yes so fun we're right? shot out of the cannon i love yeah. that song um there are just so many good ones loving great buildings all right i i, I can stop but like the point is that Andrew McMahon is one of those artists that really knows how to capture life in a song. Yes. And for that, I am forever grateful. You certainly brought joy and love and happiness to this young kid's life back when I was (laughs) 16. And this is true had no idea what love really meant but listened to that song and was able to get a glimpse of what love could be beautiful like god i just want to listen to dark blue and cry a lot now cry happy tears <laughs> just happy tears of joy of just like life is a beautiful thing um, I'm so glad to be alive and feeling all these things right it's a beautiful day <laughs> oh, oh gosh well we done did it <laughs> we talked about Andrew McMahon and all his glory and I'm really glad. I was looking forward to this episode a lot because it's just one of those feel-good episodes. Like, 
if you've never ever listened to an Andrew McMahon song, period, then take this as a sign that you need to go check him out because really, your life will be all the better for it. Like, if you have been feeling low or sad or kind of just meh, like, Andrew McMahon has a song for you to help you feel feel anything. He has a song to make you feel good. He has songs to make you feel, like, yeah. sad. Like, he has songs for every mood. He has a song that will open the floodgates of all those emotions you've been repressing, and then you'll be forced to confront yourself. <laughs> and it'll be glorious. <laughs> yep. If you're looking for catharsis, you found it. That's a good title for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> looking for catharsis? Look no yeah. further. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, since we finished our discussion on Andrew McMahon, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Whoop whoop! Up and comers! Awesome! Yeah. What do you have for us this week? So, okay, this week I'm super, super excited about um, because I've loved these guys for uh, since I first discovered them. They are a duo by the name of Slender Bodies. I first discovered them actually last year, and I will never forget the first time I heard them because I was, um, last year I challenged myself to try and find a new artist every day um i didn't get through the entire year but i i did do it for quite a while and so one day i was just kind of like randomly searching on spotify for like new artists based on like other artists that i liked and i found them and i listened to their song gray and my jaw actually dropped open <laughs> Like, they were so good. <laughs> and I was so surprised because they were, like, not popular. Like, because they were new. They are like, they're a pretty new band. Like, they just put out their debut album, like, I think this year or maybe, like, the end of last year. Dope. Like, so they were new, so not they were pretty undiscovered at that point when I first heard them. And I was like, mm -hmm. why are they not the biggest band in the world? Because they were so good. <laughs> uh, so you should definitely check them out. Because, like, since then, they've been putting out music and it's all been great. Like, they're so good. And I was very lucky to get to see them live, actually, like, two weeks ago now. I saw them live and they were like so good. They have an incredible cover of Charday. Oh. And um uh they also have a cover of Electric Feel by MGMT. Both nice. like both song both of the songs that they covered, like um Sweetest Taboo, I think it's the Charday song that they covered. Okay. And Electric Feel, both of those songs, like, 
on their own, the originals are already really, really good. And then Slender Bodies took those songs and made them in their style, and they were incredible. Like, they were so good. It was such a perfect translation of a song from one style to another in a way that felt new and fresh, but still paid homage to the original. And I was so impressed. And everybody in the room that was listening to that song at the show was just like dancing and vibing out. It was a great time. If you have the chance to see them live, you should definitely take it. You will not regret it. You will have the time of your life. You will dance like no one is watching. And it will be amazing. (laughs) So definitely check them out. Grey is one of my favorite songs. They also just put out um, some really great songs. Um, Take You Home and The One. Take You Home is a great song for when you spot someone at a club and you're like, hey, you and me, it's going down. Um, So definitely check them out. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Slenderbodies. Tweet them. Let them know that Rhapsody and Red- Reverie sent you. They're super nice. They're super chill. Odds are they will tweet you back. Like they're really cool. And yep. yeah, definitely, definitely add them to your rotation. You you'll you won't regret it. Trust me. <laughs> uh, so yeah. That was my up-and-comer for this week. And now I shall pass the baton on to you. Katarina, tell me, who have you been listening to this week? So this week I started listening to this rock group called Bad Flower. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I was I was skimming through the Spotify new releases when I came across their song X Anna X mm. is dope. It's a headbanger. Um if you're if you're into that like heavier rock scene, it's quote unquote post hardcore. Um whatever. It was dope. Isn't it was that just, um pause. Isn't yeah. that just Xanax? I think it is, but he does say he sings the name Anna, so I think it is code for Xanax, but I don't know. (laughs) 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 But it's like written like, you know, those like old chat names where it'd be like a lowercase x and then name and then lowercase x. Yeah, I got it. It's it's styled that way. So, I mean, I thought that first was like, oh, this is clever. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably just go present. I don't know, but it's it's a banger. Uh, it's really fun, and uh, their other song "Ghost" is is cute and melodic. Like it's sad, but it's it's a, it's a lot softer than the banger that is Zan Xanax. I don't know. Uh, they actually have a new album coming out uh, February twenty second of next year. Uh, called "Okay, I'm Sick." So if you like them, keep an eye out because uh, their album is coming out in, oh, my God, almost two months. Oh, no. Three months, basically. Wow. Yep. February is coming fast. <laughs> Oof. Oof. But no, um, you can give them a follow on Twitter at badflower, one word, 
Um, and give them a shout out. And if you like what they do, and if you follow them, tell them Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. Uh, they're they're pretty cool, so we think you like them. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to that Xanax or <laughs> Xanax, whatever it is. Watch it be like Anna. Right. We're both wrong. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Anyway, that concludes the up and comer segment. We hope you enjoyed um, the two artists that we have shared with you today. Um, now that that's done, we successfully concluded episode 10 of season two. Woo! Yeah! So We're happy they- to be back. Yes, we are happy to be back now that we've had a brief pause to reevaluate our life choices. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> life gets crazy, so we needed to take a pause, but we're back. Um, and we want to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Rhapsody and Reverie. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We are at Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook, and we are at Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or anywhere else you listen to um, podcasts. Odds are we are on that service. Hell yeah. Um, Also, check out our Tumblr, because we have a Tumblr. We post up there sometimes. Um, Be sure to check our website for announcements. Because when we do things, we talk about it on our website. That is what our website is for. Uh, So definitely check that out. Also, be sure to join our Facebook group, Rhapsody Fam. If you want to be a part of the fam, join us there. We talk about music. We talk about the artists that we've talked about on the show, we talked about our up-and-comers, we talked about great music that's coming out, um, the 1975's new record's coming out on the 30th this month, so odds are I'm going to be crying about it in the Facebook group, so if She'll you want to hear like, me get emotional, yeah. go to the Facebook group. <laughs> She'll probably, like, if not hold a listening party, she will probably post her reactions in real time, which you will not want to miss, because... I guarantee you it will be both entertaining and will make you want to listen to that album. I guarantee it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be on Facebook in the group, live tweeting, live reacting, doing all those things, um, probably for a solid week. <laughs> if, yep. if I'm being honest, like I pre-ordered it and everything, so like I've, I'm going to have a lot of feelings. So you're not going to want to miss it. Join the Facebook group. It's going to be great. Join us. Um, yeah. So now that we've talked about all that stuff, let's talk about next week's episode. We got a Woo-hoo! hint for you guys this week. I know you've been missing yes. it. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So without further ado. Hit us with that hint. <laughs> so next week's episode. Um, is 
focused on an artist that changed their name to the British spelling in order to distinguish themselves from a band already using the American spelling of their name. See if you can get that, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We all know he will. King, yes. of, King of hints. King of the hints. Riddle master. Yes. King Sebastian. Uh, the dope. The dope. <laughs> All right, well, you got the hint. Be sure to hit us up with those guesses. And other than that, thank you again. This has been episode 10 of Rhapsody and Reverie. I'm Adrian. That is Katarina. We are signing off for this week, and we hope that you go out and eat a boatload of turkey on thursday yep happy thanksgiving gobble up some of that meal for us yeah (laughs) get that extra serving of stuffing just for Mm. me because i Mm -hmm. love stuffing and if you're on if you're on the keto diet like i am right now and you're struggling because of all that delicious delicious starch um i feel you why did you choose to go on a keto diet before Thanksgiving? Because I'm boo-boo the fool. <laughs> before Thanksgiving. Before you know what? Thanksgiving. You I'm deserve this. It. I'm probably breaking it for that one day because like I'm baking pies tomorrow all day. Like I'm not gonna be able to. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm probably like for Thursday, I'm gonna be like I'll fast and then boom. Mashed potatoes, stuffing, turkey, so, other food. Tune in next time to find out if Katarina <laughs> sticks to her diet. Or makes it. <laughs> well, not. But until next time, we are Adrian and Katarina signing off. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like a freaking turkey, Jesus. <laughs> Happy fucking turkey day. (laughs) Gobble gobble.